Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. There's a media montage that Grabian put together because you'll remember that President Trump, according to the mainstream media, told Georgia election investigators, go find the fraud in Georgia. Uh, Remember that? Um... And I guarantee you there were Georgia voters who said, I'm not going to vote for this guy. I'm not going to, I don't want to support this guy. This guy wants Georgia investigators to find fraud, find the fraud. Wow, do you think he actually said that? In fact, let's take a trip down memory lane and look at this and listen to this media montage of what millions and millions of people were told. Uh, another week, another call. NBC News confirming that President Trump called Georgia's chief elections investigator to, quote, find the fraud, saying that official would be, quote, a national hero. Mr. President Trump personally called Georgia's lead in elections investigator and demanded that person produce evidence which didn't exist and, quote, find the fraud adding that if they did so, they would be a, quote, national hero. The Washington Post reported yesterday that President Trump called a Georgia election investigator and pressured him to, quote, find the fraud. And President Trump apparently pressured an election investigator to find the fraud. Again, not the phone call out of Georgia, another one. We now know of um, a second, there's so much, uh, a second call from President Trump to Georgia officials about trying to overturn the election. Uh, He reportedly told uh, an elections investigator in Cobb County to, quote, find the fraud, and then that person would be a national hero. Trump making that call was essentially interfering in an active investigation when he asked the top investigator to, quote, find the fraud, saying that that official would be a, quote, national hero if that person did so. Now, there was a second call to another elections official in your state to, quote, find the fraud. Well, I was pleased to see that uh, this kind of pressuring of our secretary of state was added to the articles of impeachment. NBC News confirming a Washington Post report revealing that President Trump placed a separate call to Georgia election officials pressuring them to, and I quote, find the fraud while trying to overturn the results there. Late last month, the president called Georgia's lead elections investigator, urging them to, quote, find the fraud. This was first reported by the Washington Post. Now we are also learning of another call, first reported by the Washington Post and confirmed by our colleague Jason Morris, uh, that the president called one of these uh, investigators in the state of Georgia who was investigating election fraud uh, and urged him to, quote, find the fraud uh, and also uh, encouraging him that he would become a national hero if indeed he did find evidence of voter fraud in that state. How do you feel now that we are finding out that that was apparently a gigantic lie. Uh, I saw this on social media yesterday afternoon, breaking the Washington Post has retracted their story about President Trump's call with the Georgia election investigator. The Post misquoted Trump's comments on the call. Trump did not tell the investigator to find the fraud or say she would be a national hero. See, they found the audio clips. They actually found the literal audio of the call. So, uh, the Washington Post had to make a massive correction yesterday. 
Um, newly rec- emerged recording of the December 23rd call. Found he didn't yo- use those words. Now, as you heard one of those clips, that was what uh, largely what they based their impeachment charade on. Molly Hemingway responded to something that a Washington Post reporter tweeted out. The Washington Post reporter said, The Washington Post reporting on Trump's call to the Georgia Secretary of State, undisputed as the audio tape was obtained, was the article cited in the impeachment article, Trump naturally pretends otherwise, when Trump pointed out this massive lie. Well, as Molly Hemingway points out, that's a horrifically inappropriate first response from the paper's own fact checker. The inaccurate story was cited by Democrats in their impeachment brief, page 10. Trump didn't mention impeachment in his statement, but other than that, sure. Sure. They just lied. And they repeated it, and they repeated it, and they repeated it. And you do recall this was before the election of the two U.S. Senate seats, the special election in the state of Georgia. How many people do you suppose all that media lie that was repeated ad nauseum impacted the outcome of the Georgia Senate races? Do you think there might have been any influence there? They just lied. They retracted it when the Proof revealed when the audio actually revealed Trump didn't say that. Wonder if there were Georgians who pulled a lever for Ossoff or Warnick because they sure as heck didn't like Trump telling Georgia to go find the fraud. Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. Imagine if a massive lie was perpetuated like this. And it resulted in Republicans winning in a state like Georgia. We're in a mess right now, and it's largely due to the fact that Georgia voters evidently voted for two radical leftist individuals to beat Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. And... The Washington Post, I would submit to you, as well as the rest of the mainstream media that repeated this bald-faced lie about what Trump said, are at least partially responsible. Apparently, they made up quotes. I mean, CNN, they all did it over and over again. Here was Trump's reaction yesterday. While I appreciate the Washington Post's correction which immediately makes the Georgia witch hunt a non-story. The original story was a hoax right from the very beginning, Trump said. The president said, the former president said, the story is further evidence that the press in the United States has a left-leaning bias. He points out, you will notice that establishment media errors, omissions, mistakes, and outright lies always slant one way, against me and against Republicans, he said. Meanwhile, stories that hurt Democrats or undermine their narratives are buried, ignored, or delayed until they can do the least harm, for example, after an election is over. 
Trump said, look no further than the negative coverage of the vaccine that preceded the election and the overdue celebration of the vaccine once the election concluded. A strong democracy requires a fair and honest press, Donald Trump said. This latest media travesty underscores that legacy media outlets should be regarded as political entities, not journalistic enterprises. In any event, he concluded as only Donald J. Trump can, I thank the, the Washington Post for the correction. Molly Hemingway yesterday on Fox News last night said, our media are so, so breathtakingly corrupt. They always mischaracterize this phone call in a corrupt and fraudulent way. But to actually make up quotes in service of that, she said, we are so screwed Molly Hemingway said, by our disgustingly corrupt and unaccountable media. And I guarantee you the Biden White House is just laughing, thankful that the Washington Post was complicit in the outcome in Georgia. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Carol Platt-Lebow of Yankee Institute for townhall.com. Just four years after 9-11, Senator Dick Durbin took to the floor of the U.S. Senate and compared U.S. soldiers to Nazis and communists and the Pol Pot regime. The military's response? Dignified silence. What a difference 16 years makes. Fox News commentator Tucker Carlson recently critiqued new military policies, including flight suits for pregnant women. This prompted outrage tweets from uniformed soldiers, including the sergeant major of the Army, the commander of Fort Hood, and an official U.S. Marines account. Our military should focus on keeping America safe, not bickering with a commentator. We have a proud history of a military that retains widespread respect by refusing to play politics. We should keep that standard. Our servicemen and women ought to keep one thing in their sights, America's enemies. Their job is to defend us in our rights, including the right to speak freely, even when some soldiers may disagree. I'm Carol Platt-Lebow. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.